0: December 14th, Revelation chapter 5, verses 1 through 14. And I, John, saw a scroll in the right hand of the one who was sitting on the throne. There was writing on the inside and the outside of the scroll, and it was sealed with seven seals. And I saw a strong angel who shouted with a loud voice, Who is worthy to break the seals on this scroll and unroll it? But no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll and read it. Then I wept, because no one could be found who was worthy to open the scroll and read it. But one of the twenty four elders said to me, Stop weeping. Look, the lion of the tribe of Judah and heir to David's throne has conquered. He is worthy to open the scroll and break its seven seals. I looked, and i saw a lamb that had been killed but was now standing between the throne and the four living beings and among the 24 elders he had seven horns and seven eyes which are the seven spirits of god that are sent out into every part of the earth he stepped forward and took the scroll from the right hand of the one sitting on the throne and as he took the scroll the four living beings and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb Each one had a harp, and they held gold bowls filled with incense, the prayers of God's people. And they sang a new song with these words, You are worthy to take the scroll and break its seals and open it, for you were killed, and your blood has ransomed people for God, from every tribe and language and people and nation. And you have caused them to become God's kingdom and his priests and they will reign on the earth. Then I looked again, and I heard the singing of thousands and millions of angels around the throne, and the living beings and the elders, and they sang in a mighty chorus, The Lamb is worthy, the Lamb who was killed. He is worthy to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. And then I heard every creature in heaven and on earth, and under the earth and in the sea. They also sang, Blessing, and honor, and glory, and power belong to the one sitting on the throne, and to the Lamb forever and ever. And the four living beings said, Amen. And the twenty-four elders fell down and worshipped God and the Lamb.
1: A guy came up to me the other night, right? And he was like, who's your favorite artist? And like most people do when they ask a question, he didn't really care about my answer and proceeded to tell me what he thought the true answer was. And he continued about his struggle to recognize who he said was the greatest of all time. He said, I mean, is it Shakespeare? Is it Frost, Picasso? Michelangelo, is it the Beatles, Rembrandt, Michael Jackson, Beethoven and he went on and on and on about who he thought was the greatest not recognizing even his infrastructure to answer that question was misled and outdated. And so finally I kindly smiled and said, "Okay, sir, you asked me who is the greatest of all time. Now you tried to share yours, so let me share mine because there's no debate about who is the greatest because all those other artists you mentioned, yeah, the greatest made them. And see, this artist, he's a beast a lion, the name above names. You don't even realize it, but you encounter his art every day, and he deserves all of the acclaim, he deserves all of the fame because all other artists pass away, but he remains. Oh, by the way, his name is God, Yahweh, creator, your maker. He's infinitely creative, sir, there is no one greater and and I can tell it looks like you're starting to get mad at me but don't be jealous just because your favorite artist might bend words and my favorite artist bends galaxies. See in the palm of his hand he holds all the sand the author of life when he whispered let us make man. See what if I told you that you are God's poetry. You were created because someone else was creative See, long ago, he picked up his eternal paintbrush, dipped it in his glory, placed us in his story, and said, they will live for me. And I know it sounds outlandish, but we're not the product of random chances. And in fact, we're not even the vine. We're actually the branches in the same way we're not the artist, we're actually the canvas. Because in an instant, God started to make art, shaped you uniquely and beautiful, individual from the start. And he touched the canvas of flesh and said, this one is better than the rest. I'll give him so much of my image so even when they're hot off the press, you can still see the steam of my breath. And so he crafted and he made every arm and leg, ligaments, tendons, muscles, blood vessels, veins, arteries. He said, they're gonna have a part of me. And about that time, the guy butted back in and said, that sounds good and all, but I'm wretched and filthy, God won't use me, will he? And I said, ah, see, that's what's awesome about God. No matter what we've done, he can still use us. Even though other artists, once they have broken equipment, they start to make excuses, God instead doesn't refuse us and neither does he accuse us, he redeems us in Jesus. Promises never to lose us. So stop saying that you're dirt. Stop saying you're scum of the earth. You ought to be careful about how you talk about someone else's work. Because if we've trusted in Jesus, we can stop saying we're filthy. I mean, all that is anyways is just pride clothed in false humility. I mean, if we only believed that we're truthfully created in His likeness, then we'd stop saying we're wretched, filthy, shameful, guilty, but instead knowing if we've trusted Jesus, we're righteous. I mean, don't you see we're drawn to repentance because of His kindness? So how dare you call yourself worthless when He says you're priceless? But see, the best part is since God is ultimately for God, he'll get glory out of you whether you like it or not because even temple ruins point to an architect even if the temple is shot. And all I'm saying is that he's behind it all. So why do we insist on giving him no credit at all? I mean, he's the one that gave Van Gogh the imagination that changed the face of painting. Tell me, who else is responsible for Mozart being able to compose at age five without formal training? See, he made the fingers that Beethoven used to make art on the keys. For Pete's sake, he made Stevie Wonder, one of the best musicians of our time, and he couldn't even see. And that's why, in the same way that our lives are borrowed time, this poem is borrowed lines. Because the most ridiculous statement we could ever say is that this poem is mine, because we're not self-sustaining, no, we're not self-creating. Technically, nothing we do is original, we're just imitating, and that's not a diss. All I'm trying to say is this, even our own creativity is nothing more than an outflow of His. And so, I'll end with this. You know that quote about giving credit where credit is due? Well, if that's true, it's about time we give God His rightful credit too. Because He's a God in the business of making old things new, and here's the truth, He's not through with making a masterpiece of you.